0: Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants, with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun filled episode. Welcome listeners to episode number 68 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast. And we are thrilled to have you back again this week. Although at the point of recording, Joe and I have actually literally just finished recording last week's episode. So we're still in the same day to such a degree that we've just been in and out of our various Zoom meetings where we record our podcast and got ourselves very confused in the process. So it happens. We're just attributing it to my jet lag. We'll blame
1: my jet lag i do have to say that having a natter was quite nice (laughs) it was
0: yes having a natter is very good we were sitting there glibly nattering away general chit chat and then we suddenly realized we actually really ought to be recording something so here we are recording something so joe um before we came on before we recorded the first episode you mentioned you hadn't been very well um and i'm i'm really pleased to see that you're feeling a lot better now so uh so how did that affect your work um,
1: as you weren't very well last week so it's been coming on probably about two weeks actually and I did plow through it but I was very kind to myself and um, you know I, I kind of finished early and, and whatever and then it got towards Wednesday of last week and it was like tsh, my head was pounding the paracetamol. Thursday, I got through part of the day. I finished all of the key things that I could do. I delegated some stuff off. I spoke to clients and said, I'm going to be late. I'm really struggling. And by this time on Thursday, my throat was like it had razor blades in it. It was all scratchy and, and, you know. And then on Friday morning, I thought, well, I've, I've just got two sort of 30 minute meetings on Friday morning I'll get those done and I was going to have an early day because I was supposed to be going out on this hot date with my husband you know one of those yeah. rare moments and I woke up my eyes were streaming my hair was thundering so I went online for long enough to email my clients and say I just can't I can't see the screen and one of them i when I came back to my desk, said you must have been ill. There were quite a few spelling mistakes <laughs> in the email, and and I literally had been. Um, and I just, yeah, I I just fronted it and said, you know, I'm just struggling. And but it's when you get that kind of sinus head cold yeah. and your eyes are streaming and the screen goes blurry because you are yeah can't see the, the kind of whiz thing. So. And yeah, it just all coincided with the weekend away that my husband was having, which you know made things difficult. But um, I did manage to get some people to take my kids to football, rugby, football, rugby, <laughs> and the which meant the only thing I had to do, and I have to, you know, I mean, it was literally a fifteen-minute walk, but I drove in the car because I was so awful yeah. was to take my son to get his um, mouth examined and measured up for the new braces that are coming so okay. um, but other than that yeah uh, I No, so so so
0: that. clients are generally understanding though when that sort of thing happens aren't they yeah you have to be
1: you have to be up front about it and you have to be you know and 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 be prepared to you know either Give them another date when you can do it, or if you genuinely can't, and you sometimes you can't because you don't know what's happening, um, you know, come to some sort of arrangement with them. But you know, if you're working through a project with them, just be open, be honest, and yeah, and 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 do what you can, um, you know, and when you can't, don't you can't. and do not and don't do it, and don't make mistakes because. Yeah you're better off fronting up and saying, look, I'm really not well. I'm going to take a couple of days and I'll come back to you next week. Um, I can either get somebody to do this for you and I'll sort it out. Um, And in some cases, that's okay. If, you know, if it's personal data, you've got to be a bit careful about that. But, you know, if it's kind of Canva or if it's um, anything like that, social media, then maybe the client is okay with that because they can approve that um but you know just work with your clients is all i'm yeah, saying
0: absolutely i think that's very true i think you know we're all human and we we can't be at 100% all the time no. you know there there are times when we do have to take a downtime and um as i kind of was mentioning towards the end i think last week i'm beginning to feel that i need to factor in a lot more time. Downtown than I already have. So uh, I'm going to be looking at doing that. But that kind of leads me into our guest today. We're going to be talking to a gentleman guest today for a change. It's a while since we've spoken to um, somebody who is a man. And Mm. his name is DP Nutdun or no, Nud Tun, Nud Tun, um, we're going to find out what, well, we hope we're going to find out what the DP stands for when we speak to him. He is a copywriter, but with a brand specialism. And he specializes in what he calls non-fiction brand stories. So I'm very intrigued to find out exactly what that is. And also what tips he's got for you, our audience, as to how you can improve your brand message. Um, Through what you write on your websites and in your communications. So I think this is going to be a really interesting interview. He is based in Texas, I believe, or somewhere here in the States. I may be getting it mixed up. So I think he's only an hour different from me at the moment. But booking this episode was quite a challenge um, because we had all the time zones to factor in. And then I came to America, which made it even more complicated from the original. But hey-ho, that's life and virtual work, isn't it? We have to deal with these things. So I think without any further ado, we'll go and get ready to bring in DP to our podcast. Welcome back, listeners. And we've now been joined by DP. Now, I can't pronounce your surname. I keep saying it wrong. Joe keeps correcting me. Would you like to tell us who you are?
2: (laughs) I would absolutely love to do that because my name has been butchered by everybody around the world forever because it's uh one of those names that do, is the k a hard k well it it comes down to the fact that uh my people if you go far back enough were uh frisian islanders off the coast of denmark and wow. they went by the namaker of or moniker namaker i always Moni- get
0: monica right. monica
2: monica thank you very much the moniker knuton so Ooh. I am Ooh. DP Knuton. The D is for David, the
1: D is for <gasps> Paul,
2: and the Knuton is for canoe Ten. And if you're watching this on video, you'll see that I'm pointing to an old license plate yeah. on my wall that yeah. spells it out very cleanly. knu U, one zero Canoe Ten.
1: Fantastic. So that means that I was saying it incorrectly as well. So, yeah.
2: yeah. That's right. Well, and you guys are Brits. You should know. I am descended from King Canute. <laughs>
0: Fantastic! I tried to well, hold back. I know the that scene. now.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. And I command the tide not to come in. Oh, <laughs> that didn't work.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to tell our listeners now that now we've established that your 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 real name? Um, what what it is that you actually do, and then we'll see how the conversation unfolds.
2: Well, that's an interesting question, because uh, what I actually do is all based on what I love to call my nonfiction brand. This is not me being somebody else or faking it till you make it or wanting to be something that I'm not. It's actually who I am. And it goes all the way back to when I was a child. Well, I'm not going to go that far back. Instead, I'm going to say I really came into my own when I discovered that I had a capability for writing. Specifically for advertising and marketing, and I became an advertising copywriter at agencies like DDB Needham in Chicago, Illinois, or McCann Erickson in Atlanta, Georgia. And when I was there, I did what copywriters do I wrote copy. But when I, especially when I was working at McCann Erickson in Atlanta, Georgia, there's a small brand located in Atlanta, Georgia that makes sweet, brown, bubbly water that I think everybody around the globe knows. And that is Coca-Cola. Yeah. Love it or hate um, it, you know about it. Yeah. And yeah. you also know its brand, what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. And my butt handed to me over and over again, presenting to the people over at the headquarters in Atlanta, they would always ask me, how does this communicate the concept of authenticity or refreshment or sociability? and they kept asking those three questions over and over again and it drove me nuts until i realized oh what they're doing is making sure they stay aligned with their brand the three concepts that undergird every aspect of their branding and their communications about that brand are that they are authentic they're the real thing they they were the original cola to come out in 1886 yeah they're their worst competitor came out a year later. So they were the first mover in the cola space, soft drink space. Uh, The second word is refreshment. And that took me a long time to understand exactly what they meant by that until I realized, oh, you're talking about the user experience. It's not about the, the liquid. It's about reaching in, grabbing that old green glass bottle that was always so cold and wonderful. And then you would enjoy the beverage but it was truly years a century before it was even named it was all about experience Mm -hmm. refreshment is a user experience yeah and then that final one is sociability you know the old saying of you you should never drink alone well that's certainly true of coca-cola you drink it at holidays yeah at uh football games at uh, whenever you get together with friends it's almost incumbent upon you as a party host to have coca-cola as at least one of the choices you serve yeah why because someone's gonna ask for it because they are absolutely brand aficionados yeah yeah and that's when i discovered the power of being a brand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so
0: fascinating.
2: Yeah. Long story short, I'm a writer, but I'm a brander. But really, if you go back to the very first principle, what I like to call one of my key three things, I'm creative. I have to be creative, which is why I was so excited to talk to you two, because you're organizational you're operational and i desperately need someone like you in my life <laughs> oh
0: that's amazing that's amazing so A story yeah that's fantastic and i love i love that i love that non-brand non-fiction yeah brand. Non-
2: Non-fiction, Non-fiction branding, branding. Yeah. right.
0: That That's actually, we were talking about it before, trying to figure out what it was. And I think I got quite close. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite chuffed about that. In a yeah. nice English word, chuffed about that. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's great. So with Virtually Amazing goes out to virtual assistants, a community mm-hmm. of um, admin assistants or personal assistants all over the place. Uh, and I'm not a virtual assistant though. I'm an IT trainer, so I teach virtual assistants and others how to get more out of their software. Joe is a virtual assistant who specializes in um, data protection, which is a very hot topic in the last couple of years, isn't it? Oh, I don't yes. know what the rules are like in the States around that. Does, does that impact on branding at all, do you think?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we we just had a huge uh, data breach at Twitch, the online streaming yeah. service. Yeah. You know. And literally, I, in the past, have used Twitch a lot live streaming, like when I wrote my new book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Craft and Communicate, the completely true, completely you brand you already are. I decided to do that on 301 consecutive nights via Twitch, Facebook Live and YouTube Live in real time. And I did even if I didn't feel like doing it. I went online every night just to say I did it. And I finished the book in advance of my deadline because I set that goal for myself and I adhered to that goal for myself. And the only night I missed was when I had Lyme disease, which is like, I had uh, 103.6 Fahrenheit uh, fever. And uh, even then I felt bad about not being able to go down and at least say, guys, I'm really sick. I can't do this tonight, but at least I'm keeping our date. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when I wrote that book, um, I'm trying to remember what your question was, and I went off on a. Tangent, I
0: don't know. I've forgotten myself because it's really interesting. I'm loving yeah. listening to you. Yeah. So, oh, uh, uh, but but you were been, talking d- data, kind protection, of about, data protection. Yeah, data
2: protection. So I get notified by Twitch that hey we're redoing everybody's login credentials, everything. You've got to sign in and, and redo and all that stuff. Did that affect their brand? Well, their brand just took a cricket bat right in the face. Mm. Yes, it did, because they had been pretty good about data protection, but now all of a sudden they, they literally are saying we screwed up and restart from zero. Yeah. That's a big black mm. eye. It's so, a huge yeah.
1: reputational bit, isn't it? Uh,
2: absolutely i mean facebook i'm no fan of facebook even though i use it and i recognize mm. its power every time it takes a data breach hit it just confirms in my mind that i do not want to trust mark zuckerberg with my information with my yeah. data and i certainly do not want to build my business on How? their rented land mm. that so yes if meanwhile you look at other brands that that you respect in the world that almost are sacrosanct in their quality of protecting your privacy and data. And I'm a big Apple fan and I use Apple as an example because Apple computers is well-known by everybody around the world. And I'm not saying they're perfect. They've had some minor data breaches and stuff like that, but a big part of their brand, if you've paid attention over the past three years, is that we're the ones who don't sell your data. We're the yeah. ones that protect your iPhone. Why don't yeah. you ever hear of an iPhone uh, breach of any major size and stuff? It's because they built it so that you can't. Yeah. And even here in the United States, we've had some uh, situations where uh, some terrorists have done some stuff That's like right. uh, maybe a mass shooting, and they've uh, the law enforcement has gone to Apple and says, hey, we've got an iPhone, we need you to unlock it. And Apple will say not, we won't unlock it but we we can't unlock it because they built it not to be unlocked by anybody and um, yeah yeah, right and there are people who yell at them well you should do that because terrorists will do it but here's the thing you know this about privacy if you open the door for one person if you have a door Mm. the door will be opened by someone when you don't want it opened yeah consequently apple understood and made it a brand pillar, if you will, yeah. that if you care about your data, if you care about your privacy, you're gonna b- pay a little extra. Instead of getting that free Android-based phone based uh, on whatever yeah. contract you sign up with, you're gonna pay more
1: yeah.
2: for an Apple phone. And by the way, uh, the Apple 13 just came out. I'm stuck on my <laughs> Apple 11 Pro Max. I wanna get the 13, but I'm I'm holding off because I took Apple to, support phone for a couple more years
0: yeah yeah absolutely so what can our audience of virtual assistants who are busy building their own businesses and their own brands what can they be thinking of would you have any tips or advice for them as to how they portray themselves how do they get their brand message across
2: well especially for uh call people uh, younger people are getting into it or newer people who are getting into it there's a tendency to want to do all things for all people and yeah. be very broad instead of deep. And I call this a syndrome between the Swiss army knife versus scalpel. A Swiss yeah. army knife is a crappy corkscrew, is a crappy knife, is an even an unsanitary toothpick. It is not good at anything, but at least can get you by doing everything. Yeah. Versus a medical scalpel that's designed if, if you have a, a, a tumor in your brain, are they my knife? No, they're going to use the sharpest tool that they have available to yeah. do that one thing incredibly well. So Joe, you mentioned that you're into data security and yeah. stuff like that. You have identified your niche yeah. or knit, depending on how you pronounce it, yeah. which side of the pond you're on. <laughs> and consequently, now, if I talk to someone. And I have met Joe and I know that she's all about being a virtual assistant, meaning not a hired individual for your company, but maybe you're, let's say you've got five, people you work with, Mm -hmm. you've got to be on a network, got to have certain, but you're not good at it. And you can't hire a full-time it person. I don't know what Joe does in depth, but I know she does that. She speaks that language. Yeah. So now all of a sudden I have a what I like to call a brand handle or bear with me, people, a brandle. I have a brandle for Joe, which is I pick up that brandle and I pass off the suitcase that is Joe. And in that suitcase is everything she can do, all her capabilities, all her expertise, all the proof of who she is, what kind of dog she has, what her favorite sport is. All that stuff is in that suitcase. None of that matters because all I need to know is that someone I know is asking for, do you know anyone who's good with data security and say, I, I've never used her, but I know that Joe does this here. Yeah. You should talk to Joe. Yeah. And What did you do for me? You made it very easy for me to help a friend of mine or an acquaintance of mine. You have also made it very easy for me to help you because yeah. you have told me, this is what I would like for you to tell others about me and my services yeah we didn't talk about uh, stuff that was way off topic and there are as i get to know joe more i'll know more to tell more yeah by but i at least have that brandle that brand handle on a suitcase that is joe to hand off that suitcase to someone else yeah
0: i love that i love that analogy i love that analogy okay joe you're packing your suitcase i'm packing
1: my
2: Coming over there to Wisconsin? No, exactly, and and probably use here. Just say it. We're very well, welcoming Ameri- people.
1: It's interesting because <clears throat> America are doing an awful lot around the data protection. You know, countrywide, statewide. Um, obviously, California have introduced their own legislation, and other states are dripping it through. So, you know, maybe there is a job over there for me.
2: Well, and and there probably is. And here's the the reality of the United States of America. The ability to make money is paramount. Yeah. So in the EU, you've got GDPR, you know, very clear directions on protecting privacy. You know, there's been the talk about, and I don't even know where it is because I don't pay that much attention, but the right to disappear from Google, you know, things like that. That is not an option we're having here in the United States because a paramount value is the ability to make money mm. and what's the the kind of dark side the flip side of that coin is and if making money is allows you to do shady stuff we're going to turn a blind eye to it mm. so mark zuckerberg we know doing really shady stuff with uh protecting data or um, spreading Not misinformation <laughs> and stuff like that the paramount value of the United States of money, we're going to turn a blind eye to a lot of that stuff. And that's just the reality. And I deal in reality. Consequently, the type of branding I do is what I call non-fiction branding. This is not fictional branding. Let me give you an example of what a fictional brand is that I think everybody would be aware of. It's anyone with a last name Kardashian. (laughs) They are fictional brands branders because when you buy uh, fill-in-the-blank kardashian clothes or uh, fragrances or anything like that and it was designed by fill-in-the-blank kardashian that means they walked into a, a big conference room smelled some stuff and said i like that one and walked out yeah did they design that did they conceive it did they say things like well i want i want it to be kind of fruity with a floral scent and um, I don't know, just make some, and I'll come in and pick one. That, to me, is a fictional brand. That's not based on any truly DNA level about filling the blank, filling in the blank Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, and I pick on them because it, they're an easy target. and I apologize to the entire Kardashian family. but you guys, when you set yourself out there as this big fictional target, you're going to get hit by people like me and thousands of others on Twitter, Facebook, you name it, because you've made yourself a target instead yeah. of making yourself a true nonfiction brand.
0: That's, oh, I love
1: that. I mean, having such fun. It's... Yeah, that is, that is mind blowing, Uh, but I totally get what you're saying there. Yeah. Well, take,
2: like if you, um, if you're on Netflix or some of the streaming services, there are movies about, uh, Gianni Versace or Halston or other great designers. And you find out that, oh. They were designing clothes as eight year olds. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know it necessarily, but they were already doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, like um, I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think Yves Saint Laurent was yeah. a designer yeah. for Chanel. Yeah. As until he was so big he didn't need Chanel anymore. Yeah. Well, That's he was it. building his personal brand from when I mean right out of the Yeah. And he, you know, so if you said Yves Saint Laurent. Well, I'm going to be a world-renowned World Cup footballer. You would laugh, yeah, because that is so not him. Based yeah. on who he is, what he does, and how he does yeah. it. Instead, Yves Saint Laurent uh, understood exactly who he was and even his design asset- yeah. aesthetic, yeah. and so much so that he left one of the biggest brands of the world to do his own thing, leave Chanel. Yeah, what does it take to t- to have yeah. the the chutzpah to yeah. leave Chanel, yeah. it takes a non-fiction brand that is completely aligned with who you are, what you yeah. do, and how you do it.
1: Another example for you, DP, is um, you've heard of the footballer Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. When he moved the bottle of brown fizzy water, amen. And, and, and he just put plain clear plastic bottle of water in front and wiped billions that is a man with a, an authentic non-fiction brand isn't it
2: and what happens to him coca-cola hates him yeah. everybody else who love Absolutely. him love him yeah. even more yeah the, the key is not to be you know there, there's an old george bernard shaw quote the opposite of love is not hate it's disinterest
1: yeah yeah
2: you know, to be love and the difference between love and hate is a very, very thin line as anyone yeah. who's been married for any period of time knows, <laughs> you know, and I've been married 25 years so I can say this and, you know, but take it for what I mean, yeah. which is yeah. love and hate are both passions. Yeah, It's easy to, you hate the team as they're losing. You love them as they equalize the goal. And then you love them even more when they win the match. Yeah. That resonates with any football fan, right? Yeah. To be disinterested is the way I feel about American football, which is, I just have no interest in you. Yeah, And that is a terrible thing. But guess what? They don't need my dollars. They don't need my viewership because they've got that in spades from everybody who loves them. Consequently, and maybe this is a function of age, and if you're listening to this, you won't know that I'm stroking my very salt and peppery beard, but I do have a salt and peppery beard which is indicative of my age. Perhaps it comes with wisdom where, if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. Because, As uh, our one of our great presidents Abraham Lincoln said, and it relates to so many different things. You can fool some. You can please some of the people some of the time, but you can never please all the people all the time. That type of thing. Yeah. I'm okay with not pleasing all the people all the time. Instead, I'm gonna not even worry about the people who don't get me. I'm gonna focus all my attention, love, and respect, and caring, and bandwidth on those who do love me. Yeah. If you don't like my services, you're the one who's going to be a pain in my butt paying my invoice. You're (laughs) going to be the one who second guesses the price every time I put out a price on a project or a service. Meanwhile, if you love me, you're going to say, Oh, I can afford that. Oh, that is very reasonable because I know what I get for that dollar. You know, and again, going back to the people who are new to being a virtual assistant i'll take anybody at any time for any price yeah well what you're going to do is you're going to spend the most time on the one who pays the least amount now i call those people bottom feeders yeah bottom feeders are literally i want it for the lowest price and i'm going to be in your face about every little thing and i'm going to eat up all your energy and bandwidth yeah why would you spend all that time, energy, love, and attention on someone who is essentially saying, I don't trust and like you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we've talked about this quite a lot over the couple of yeah. years. Well, we're, we're up to almost two years now for the podcast, which is Now a year and a half. We're a year, and, yeah. about a year and a half. Uh, and this, this has come up quite a lot, obviously. We've talked mm-hmm. pricing and energy and all of that. And that, that is absolutely true, um, true what you're saying. But you say it so beautifully.
2: So yeah, well,
0: you say it really yeah. well so well
2: that's because one of the jobs of a copywriter is to go in and sell yeah. yeah and when you go to a client and present a present a concept you know i don't know if you guys are familiar with this saying but it's very prevalent here in the u.s about sales sales is nothing more than the transfer of enthusiasm i am enthusiastic uh, this service, this product, this, this new s- system I'm going to set up for you is going to produce for you. Now, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you and say you're going to have 100x revenue by putting this the, in uh, this new system. But I might say people I've worked with after put, you know, integrating this system in the way they do things have seen results that were three times better than they had before. Yeah. Now three times means you're going to see three times the revenue that pays for this system. So why wouldn't you do it?
1: Now, the yes. fact
2: is they may be thinking, yeah, but my best customer actually saw 10 times improvement, but I don't want to say that because that was, that was an outlier. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go with what I think the average is. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, so you're telling me if I pay you um hundred euros, you're going to get me 300 back and you Ah, that's a deal I'll make every day. Yeah. Now, if you tell me that paying 100 euros is going to generate 1,000 euros, that's I'm coming over and I'm washing your car and I'm walking your dog <laughs> because I, I want to say thank you so much for doing such a good job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like that, the transfer of enthusiasm. I hadn't actually heard that, um, but it's true. I know when I talk to clients about training them how to use one of the Microsoft products at the moment it's Microsoft Teams that's that's the main thing I was talking to somebody two weeks ago um, about doing it in two different ways um, and I think it's the enthusiasm for doing it the more interactive way and we'll get them yeah. doing this we'll get them. that's what's then they say oh yeah okay well we'll have two we'll have two versions of that instead of one version of the passive one because the passive one is you know the webinar style it's not going to get everybody using it it's it's not interactive it's awful but that's what people think I've got 20 people I need to train them all at once well no we want 10 at a time and then we can make it better so um yeah I think you're right I think the enthusiasm and, and I know that when I'm doing that I I get enthusiastic with myself the more I talk about it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and well, that, b- that rubs what, off. What you're doing is the key word in branding, which is demonstration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, it, it's kind of the don't tell show. Yeah. Demonstrate, yeah. get people involved. Like, and it's funny you're talking about Microsoft Teams because a company I'm working with is integrating to, you know, or uh, moving over to Microsoft Teams. And yeah. uh, I'll be honest, as much as I'm an Apple fan, I'm a, Microsoft hater, because I go way back with Microsoft. I'm I'm just saying. So take this for what (laughs) it's worth. Okay, you're allowed. But but, uh, the team I'm working with has a wide variety of people. We've got some young people who are digitally native who go anything digital. I prefer to -to face-to-face conversations. They don't want to talk to people they want to do it via online and they pick it up incredibly fast. I've got older people who have been like, well, we've always done it this way and you have got to convince me that this is better. And that's the thing. I'm not afraid of digital. I'm not afraid to use it. I'm not afraid to learn new things. You have to convince me that this is in some way better in that. This will in some way make my life easier or improve our team's output. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't start there. But here's the thing brands sell benefits yeah where salesmen sell features yeah and a lot of clients want to talk about features how many gigabytes you know what the megahertz are and all that stuff who cares have you ever been to a luxury automobile uh, sales room they don't talk about the cubic inch displacement of the engine They walk you in and it feels like you're walking into your own personal Taj Mahal and they treat you with, they walk up to you with an espresso drink or take your order as you start looking at cars. They don't sell anything about the leather of the seats until a lot later. They sell the benefit, which is the second you get in this vehicle you're gonna feel like a master of the universe. You're gonna be feeling like you should be at dinner with Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and whatever royal you take a liking to because you are now swanky because you're wearing this car as your bespoke vehicle. That's a whole lot (laughs) different than it's got a 365 engine that does this, that, and the other thing. Who cares? Yeah. At that level, that's not the conversation you should be having. Yeah. Yeah. Brands brands tell what you can expect if you engage with me at a very reptilian brain emotional level. Like I have I've always said, people like you, you what you sell me is pain relief. Yeah. You take something off my plate that's been vexing me forever you you uh, make things easier or you have access to a, a Harry Potter wand that can make this troublesome thing disappear. To which I say, how much can I pay you for that? <laughs> yeah. Not what do you charge?
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. That absolutely. is, wow. Do you know, uh, in all the times I've talked to people either on the podcast or, or any other location about I have never heard it described that way. And you make it so alive and so vibrant. It's, yeah. you know.
2: I'm transferring enthusiasm. That's yes. what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, listeners, you now need to go back to the drawing board, uh, figure out what your three values are, if I understand you correctly. And, yes, and, and, and commit yeah. and, and project them and be enthusiastic. Well, and, uh- enthusiastic.
2: Yes, enthusiastically. And how do you achieve enthusiasm if you're not a sales oriented person? You tell the truth about who you are, what you do, and how you do it. Because I cannot with pride say that I'm a championship golfer. No, I can't golf worth crap. I can say anything I want. I can tell you right now that I am a Romanian female gymnast. I can say anything I want, but I can't prove it. When you can prove everything that you're saying that leads to confidence and that confidence, I mean, clients are like, and if you're a client, forgive me. Clients are like dogs, dogs can smell fear and they can see and respect confidence. Yeah. If you and I tell this to young people all the time where we'll be walking into a meeting to present ideas and stuff and we're like, I don't know, this is our best stuff. I'll turn around and I'll say they don't know that this stuff isn't excellent unless we tell them it's not. Exactly. So if we walk in and we them and they're delighted. Shut your mouth. Never, ever say, well, I don't think it's my best work. You can think that as a professional because that keeps you honest. It keeps you working harder. You know, I've always had a saying, if you don't think you are a hack, you are one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I am an imposter. I think I'm a hack every single day of my life. I think there are people who do better everywhere around the world. In fact, I'm going to go walking into a room where everybody will be able to see me naked because they recognize that I am a hack. But if I walk in with the knowledge of, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good writer. I've, I've, I know that because I've done it for 30 years and people have respected my work. So it's not just on me going, hey, that's pretty good. That's 30 years of people saying, wow, I love this stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't love it, but you do. I'm okay with you loving it. Yeah. I'm going to take my inner uh, editor yeah. and stuff them in a cabinet for a while. Because if I am truly who I am, what I do and how I do it, I can have confidence and say, you know what, if you want something else, you might want to look elsewhere because I can't give you what you want and deserve for the dollars or euros or pounds that you're paying. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know what happens when someone does that? I've had this happen to me. They go, no, 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 no. It's like I'm divorcing them. Yeah. No, no, we, I'm not saying get divorced. I'm just saying, I was wondering if you considered other ideas to which you say, of course I considered other ideas. I'm bringing to you the best I can possibly generate for you based on my experience, my expertise, my background, my proven track record. And they go, okay. And what happened there? A new relationship was created where I assert my expertise and therefore they think I'm the expert. So again, um, yeah. Joe. Yeah you're the expert on data protection and stuff like that shelly you're the expert on teaching people technology i can have some questions about it like when you say oh we can do a webinar for everybody logs in individually or we can do and the more effective way is to have five to ten people in a room where we work together blah 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 blah, blah. you know what i'm going to say to you because you've demonstrated you're an expert i'm going to yeah. say well oh, you're the expert."
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, which is you know, exactly
0: what happened two weeks ago. So
2: yeah, yeah. It, right. definitely
0: it definitely works. Definitely yeah. yeah, works.
2: Yeah, exactly. And by the way, we've talked about the the three principles. I call them the key three because I got to put a, a a mnemonic device on everything. The key three basically is my recipe of who, what you do, and how you do it. So uh, I want to give everybody the opportunity to start their journey figuring that out. All you have to do is go to nonfiction brandcom slash gift. And you can download three PDFs that can kind of get you started thinking about building your personal brand. Again, that's nonfictionbrand.com slash gift. You can download a worksheet that I call the Key 3 Worksheet, which asks you five simple but deep questions about who you are, what you do, and how you do it. And one of them, just to give you an example, is... What thing in your area of interest or business that is totally legal will you not do? And I give the example of, for me, advertising, I will not do tobacco advertising. Why? I've got some qualms about giving people cancer. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and why do you ask that question? Because what you won't do is more important than than what you do do so it helps define the parameters of who you are what you do and how you do it so you can again download that spreadsheet or that pdf it's a downloadable pdf as answer those questions and that'll get you start thinking not about what i do from the point of view of well i teach people how to use microsoft it's like no no shelly let's go deeper let's Principles the same way that DP Knutton is about being creative, you are about think about it. Well, I teach, you're a teacher. Okay, let's go deeper. What is it you're I give people confidence? Oh, so you're more of a what are you a teacher or are you more of a counselor? Or I, I like to use the word, uh, the Italian word consigliere. Yeah, you know, if you've watched the Godfather movies, to be a consigliere is to know. I know the deepest, darkest secrets of where you buried the bodies, (laughs) but I also know how to keep you out of prison. And that's the level of relationship I like to have with customers. And so all of a sudden you're, you're figuring out that, oh, I don't just teach Microsoft technology. I'm actually aiding them to build their businesses, to have a more fulfilling business culture, to be more successful in sales and service to their clients, wow, I'm actually a key support to their entire business. Yeah. When you start thinking of yourself that way, that's when you start a little straighter going, you know, I'm not just a teacher because guess what? Teachers are a dime a dozen. But to have a deep, rich counselor, to have um, someone who is actually a key support to your business all of a sudden, you're making different arguments about what you do. Yeah. So look for those first principle ideas about who you are. Let me give you another example again, using myself because, um, uh, that's someone I know pretty well, <laughs> my true. three words. And by the way, three <laughs> words phrases, Coca-Cola was uh, refreshment, authenticity, and sociability, the United States of America, big global brand. I will distill down everything the United States of America means when we're at our best. I'm going to underline that when we're at (laughs) our best is about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was a brilliant copywriting written by governor Morris in the preamble of the constitution of the United States of America, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And again, when we're at our best, everything we do, and that's recognized globally, this is the place of opportunity. Why? Because of yeah. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So what are your key three things? Well, for me, it's I'm creative. I have to be creative. I, I like to say you'll never get a spreadsheet from me, <laughs> you know, because you won't. I'm not an analyst. I'm not an organizer. In fact, I need an analyst and an organizer to work with, because my next word is collaboration or collaborator. I am a collaborator. I have to work with other people. I'm not one of those artists that's up in their garret by themselves, just peering out the window, writing romantic poems. Sorry, Brownings. But uh, instead, I have to work with people to hear their stories, to be able to uh, spruce them up, shine them up, and then communicate them appropriately. And then the third word, and this took me the longest, most deep searching to figure out, is provocative. Provocative. Everything I do should provoke conversation, introspection, investigation of, wow, I never thought of that, or, ooh, that, that's a little brusque, but, uh, wow, it's got me thinking. Exactly. Because if I'm not doing that, if I'm not creative, if I'm not collaborative, and I'm not provocative, I'm not being my true nonfiction self. That is who I am, like it or not. And guess what? Some people don't like it. And uh, I don't know if this is true, but I once heard a saying that if you make people laugh, everyone will love you. If you make people think they will hate you. Yeah, I'm proud to say I got a few haters.
0: (laughs) I think that's that's really, that's, really key um, to use your three keys I I think it's important and I've always believed actually also that we're not all suited to work with everybody that we come across either you know there's going to be the client from hell or the project from hell or whatever it is and often your gut tells you we were talking about this before weren't we Joe often your gut will tell you Keep away! Don't do it. But sometimes mm-hmm. you override that, and at your peril, you do it. But uh, but uh, but I also think you know that there are million Microsoft IT trainers. Not everybody is going to love me, um, but those that do really do, and and they're the ones that you want to work with. You only want to really work with people that get you, don't you? So yeah. it totally resonates. Everything you've said is completely resonating with me. And yeah. um, it's this has just been a most fantastic interview or chat rather, not really, more of a chat. I have loved every minute of it, DP. And um, I, I think we're gonna have to draw to a close. It's just been fascinating. We will put all of your contact details on the web page that goes with this episode. It goes on the Tomorrow's VA website, tomorrowsva.com on the podcast area. So all of your contact details will be there. And if there is anything that you would like our listeners to give them access to, as you mentioned your gift, if you could drop that over to me in an email, we'll make sure that all of that goes on that web page so people can access it when they are ready. And I think there's lots of learning from today's episode for our virtual assistant audience. What's been your main learning point, Jo? I
1: I am just very, very excited by um, the way that you've talked about brand. It's, you've taken it from For somebody like me, who is probably the complete opposite of you, I love a good spreadsheet, right? And I love that logical stuff. The word creative is not something that comes into my sphere, right? But you have made something that for me is like, sounds really exciting. And I feel enthused about going away to think about what does my brand look like, feel like, uh, and all of that, which... I would never have expected to, to say to anybody because <laughs> that's just not in my yeah. logical mind.
2: Well, it, it needs to be because yes. if, you, if you take nothing else away from this, the, the concept of the brandle, the brand handle about who you are, what you do and how you do it, that enables everybody you know who knows you to become a non-paid sales force yeah. for you and everything you do because yeah. if they can tell other people what you do when they say oh, I'm I'm a little secure insecure about our data security, oh, you should talk to Joe. Yeah. That's I brilliant. Know that. You know, I and know it, if you want to get any of this wit and wisdom, check out this bad boy on Amazon wherever you happen to be. It's called Nonfiction Brand Discover Craft and Communicate the Completely True Completely You Brand. You already are, and that's the whole point. You already are yeah. this. You just may not be communicating this. That's nonfiction branding, baby.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. DP, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. And I love it when we have these truly international episodes as well. We've had people all over the world and it's really great fun. And aren't we lucky to be living in an age that facilitates that as well? It's just amazing. So thank you very much. We're going to wrap up now. And uh, listeners, we'll see you soon. Well, we'll hear you'll hear us soon. Welcome back, listeners. We just had the most fascinating interview with DP yeah. Nut Newton, oh, Newton, oh, Absolutely, <coughs> DP Newton, and it was such a joy to chat with him. And it was really quite fortuitous that I'm here in the, in the, in the States mm-hmm. and Joe's in London and he's in Wisconsin. And I didn't ask him if there was a time difference between Florida and Wisconsin, because there are time differences between some of the states as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that was just a fantastic interview, Joe. And I was so p- interested to see you. You were kind of lit up and you were so excited
1: he he he's, his his enthusiasm was so infectious wasn't it and, yeah. and I found myself really engaged with um his message and and it, it's quite a simple message but the way he puts it across it, it's not a, another branding lecture or discussion yeah. his real world examples um really made it came to life come to life and um that kind offer he he put which we'll obviously put on the website i've been and looked at those downloads the value in them is extraordinary highly recommended i
0: shall be going to download them when we come off this call so uh, yeah that that it was a great interview and i think it was Um, It reinforced some of the things that we've spoken about many times already about having a niche. Um, And yes, a lot of new VAs are going to start off as generalists. And there's nothing wrong in that, starting out that way, because you have to figure out what your niche is. And when you start something, you don't always know that. Um, But I think it's important to have that in the back of your mind, um, to be thinking about where is my niche? And what do I stand for? And I love the idea of who you won't work with. When I was employed, and he gave the um, example of a tobacco company. And I worked with when I was employed in a training company, the company would not work with tobacco companies or arms companies. Mm. Um, Anybody that manufactured or sold arms, we wouldn't do any training for them yeah. either. Um, and I think you know that that kind of does demonstrate you know where you sit or stand um, in, in in that way. And I, I think that's that's really important. And um, yeah, something also to go away and reflect on. I think there was you yeah. know lots lots and lots to reflect on. And I loved the the down to earthness of yeah. the examples. I love the the way that um, he opened with the story about the, the brown fuzzy liquid um, yeah. and, and their brand values and how they were so clear that every message they put out had to connect with those three things. And yeah. I think that is something we can really all take away uh, yeah. and learn fr- from that from that so uh, I'm looking forward to being a guest on his podcast at some point in the future yeah
1: yeah that would be, yeah. be very very exciting and and you know uh, uh, another chat and dose of um his his infectious love of his subject yeah which is always I find really uh, uh, motivating and, and and really interesting to be around you know and it's it's the same as um there's a lady on the television at the moment her name is bethany and she is a history now history is not my kind of topic yeah yet watching her i feel interested in that topic because her passion oozes out of the screen yeah. um and and he had that in spades for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can all learn from that. You know, yeah. if, if uh, as a VA you're talking to a new potential client or even an existing client where you want to make suggestions about improving the way something is done or changing the way something is done, if you can be enthusiastic about what you're suggesting, then you've won half the battle. You know, if you go into that meeting in a dead pan, monotone voice, and yeah, mm. I can look after your email and I can make appointments in your calendar and I can manage your inbox uh, and I can format your documents nobody is going to buy into that but if you go into that meeting and say well I'm going to streamline your inbox you won't have to worry about which meetings you accept or you don't accept and leave those pesky formatting of those documents to me no worries they will be brilliant then yeah I, I'm exaggerating obviously a little yeah. bit um, yeah. but you know, the, the difference between those two approaches. That's what I, I took away yeah. mainly yeah. from that. You know, it it's it's how you tell them. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's how you tell them. And, and that was that was very clear. So that was really a fascinating interview. And um, as I said, at the end of last week's episode, listeners, we've got some nice um, bunch of people lined up for our next batch of recordings. So if you'd like to be counted amongst the next people to feature live on our podcast, we would love to hear from you. And I think that just about wraps it up for us today joe because i've only got this room in i'm in a regis office in hollywood florida today and i've only got the room for about another 15 minutes i think before they Mm -hmm. kick me out so uh, i think we better wrap up so we can shut down and clear up all my bits and pieces because i've kind of spread out
1: here and more importantly you can go home well go to your daughter's home have some more time with your grandchildren have a nice spot of lunch and holiday yeah, no, we're, we're, well,
0: Rosie is at, ner- at nursery school, so and Max will probably be out with the nanny when I get back, but we're going to have a, a light lunch. And our plan is to head up, find, go find a beach today. So for the rest, for a couple of hours this afternoon, because neither of us like sitting on a beach for a long time, mm-hmm. but a couple of hours will be quite nice. And then we'll go back to the grandchildren later. So that's really? the idea anyway. But anyway, so that's me for today. And Joe, I will see you next week when we record the next two episodes of Virtually Amazing, the podcast. See you then. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.